guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson. We are in episode five of our series on hormones. And don't leave after five. We're going to do six this time. But I want to talk about the catecholamine hormones, norepinephrine and epinephrine, all the ones that have to do with, with direct energy-based loss through movement. So we always hear people talk about adrenal dysfunction and things like that. Uh, Again, it's one of those things that's very mythological, has almost nothing based in reality. Matter of fact, cortisol helps us in many ways. There are studies that show the higher people you know, have an increase in cortisol, the better the rebound of muscle retention. But here's what we need to understand, especially if your goal is to maintain lean body mass. And this is gonna, this is gonna hurt some feelings, for people who love a lot of frequency and duration and cardio and training. But if you go back to some of the heavy duty principles of Mike Menser, Dorian Yates, you know, even Arthur Jones, and then you look at the fact that when you have high intensity bursts of cardio, you can increase growth hormone and testosterone acutely by over a thousand percent. That's important. Like if you could say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk at a low intensity you know, state for 60 minutes. That's fine. It's not that catabolic, but if I can do 10 or 15 minutes of, of intervals and that can elevate my growth hormone and testosterone by 600 to 1200%. Well, now it's not only that catabolic acutely, but it's anabolic afterward with the proper nutrition. And, and I want to say that every single meta-analysis and study that compares diet to exercise or diet plus exercise, it's always training and exercise that, that yields the greatest fat loss and better muscle retention. And it's because of these, these hormones that increase mitochondrial capacity and, and keep your lean body mass in check you know, through those anabolic hormones. So I know we've talked about testosterone, we've talked about leptin and, and the insulin glucagon axis. We've talked about uh, you know, the, the androgens as well as thyroid hormones, these are the most critical thing. You know, when you want to lose weight, look your best, feel your best, you have to spend some time driving forward and getting norepinephrine and epinephrine in circulation as often as you can within the paradigm of recovery. Absolutely. Well said. And then also, you know, just getting those growth hormone boosts are huge. This is what makes uh, people in the fitness industry look more youthful. Um, this is why people go to anti-aging clinics to just, you know, inject the HGH into their body. But people don't realize that just that, you know, daily activity or maybe not daily, but, you know, pretty frequently per week getting some good physical exercise and some high intensity exercise in is good for you. Now that's going to vary person to person, age by age, obviously, and what you can recover from. But yeah, the, the training component's so important. You can't just uh, utilize all these hormones and not do anything. Yeah. You know, given the age old question, should I eat more and do more training and cardio or eat less and do less? It's always do a little more and eat a little more if possible. Again, it totally depends on your genetics and your, your status, the, the amount of time you have. But uh, one of the things that's interesting is, you know how we talk about the entire energy balance continuum and the biggest chunk is just basal metabolic rate. Then we get into things like NEAT. Then we get into actual exercise induced, you know, fat loss or energy use. 
And, and those are the ones at the top. So NEAT has become the, the, the love child of the industry in the last decade. Like everyone's talking about NEAT. And so we're counting steps and that kind of thing, which is great. But the exercise-induced energy expenditure is, is another place that we tend to get lazy when we're dieting. And all of a sudden, we're not training with quite as much intensity. We're sitting down between sets, maybe taking a little bit longer. And, and man, when you keep that intensity jacked up and you can keep your, your growth hormone and so forth, even cortisol in those acute phases, so then you get that better rebound, that's, that's a huge part of this whole process. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, also too, people get divided between, you know, doing too much. So, you know, they're doing an hour long workout and then they think that they need to do an hour of cardio, even in the off season and uh, just train more intensely and uh, pull that cardio back. Um, when someone's in the off season, I very rarely see a difference. You know, um, if you give someone less, less can be more a lot of times. So here's a brain bender for you as a wrap up. Uh, the Minnesota starvation study where they literally starved people almost to death uh, way before the IRB was in existence and you could actually do these things. Uh, and, and a big data company did a bioenergetic study on that. And they showed that even by dropping people's food intake that low, what tends to happen is they just stop moving. I mean, they, they literally, not, not just neat, but, but activity, anything, they just stop. And almost all of the fat loss can be attributed to that. And so here we're, you know, we think we're so sophisticated with our macronutrient profiles and dieting and this and that. And it's just, if over time, over that four to six month diet, if you're just keeping your movement high, uh, and, and you're expending that energy in, in the same appropriate way without letting it decline. Because if you drop your calories 500 and then you start reducing your movement by 400, uh, you know, even inadvertently, like you think you're doing more because you're doing those steps and so forth, but you got to make sure that intensity is there. This is why brain fog exists. You know, it's your body, <laughs> you know, just not functioning as well. All, all these things are caloric that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and we are going to wrap up in our final episode with, with maintenance and reversing. So uh, hopefully we'll have a few minutes to kind of summarize what we've talked about, but you guys stay tuned and we will see you next time in episode six in Contest Prep University.